Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code PULPMX. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOSports.com and ThorMX. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Thor MX, Thor MX, the gear of choice of Ryan Villapoto, which is uh, appropriate today because on the podcast uh, we have none other than Ryan Villapoto's mechanic, Monster Energy Kawasaki's uh, ace tuner, Mike Williamson. Mike, what's up? Uh, not much. How's it going? Thanks for doing this, bro. I've been trying to get you for a while. You're, 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 yeah. you're very elusive. I've been trying. It's just been busy, busy oh, summer. Dude, what do you got going on? Nothing. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, good season for you. Um, RV's crushing it, winning a Supercross title, and uh, looking good for outdoors, although you're just coming off your crappy Millville. But um, uh, good season. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's been good for the most part. Uh, obviously, Supercross didn't, didn't start out the way that we had planned it, but uh, we just kept our heads down and, and stuck to ourselves and fixed fixed what we had to do and uh he came out on top there and then uh we had a great start to the outdoor season you know we've had a few you know the the motos that have gone bad have, have really been ones that ryan's tipped over or, or had a crash you know mm-hmm. the other the other the other ones he said be able to win so um we just need to get some some top 10 starts and stay off the ground and, and try to bring this thing home in the next three rounds um yeah and it's it's not like ryan hasn't won before with the old stuff but in speaking to Ryan a little while ago, I think he's better than ever this year. Um, and he attributes it a lot to uh, the Showa suspension, his bike. Well, he attributes it to his bike. And then I said, you know, well, yeah, you did ch- change suspension, and he loves it. What do you think? Do you think Was that a big deal? Uh, it was a big deal for the team. It was a big deal in the industry. But do you think that's uh, a big part of why Ryan appears to be better than ever this year? Well, I mean, I think – I mean, he I won on a, KYB, a, so, you know, it's not like... Yeah, but I think it's a combination of things, and I think, you know, obviously uh, his fitness his fitness is, is finally, you know, where, where, where the plan was three years ago, his fitness is finally getting there. You know, I remember when he first started working with Eldon, Eldon said, well, you're not going to be in shape for two years, and he's just, like, looking at him with a deer <laughs> in the headlights, like, what do you mean two years? You know, i got to race the next two years, but right. I think he's finally, you know... It's always all the training he's had to do is just so hard for him. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. And now it, the training's getting easier just because his body's getting used to it. And I think that's just opened him up more to do stuff with the bike and and you know increase the speeds and and stiffen the thing and and do what he wants to do. And now that the training is kind of automatic, it's kind of a, it's not a a back you know step to him or whatever. But he doesn't have to focus on it as much as he did before, and now he can focus more on setting his bike up. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, these guys are obviously um, pretty gnarly riders. But, you know, 2011, um, he's battling with Ryan Dungey for the title. They're, they're pretty equal. 
He gets on the 2012 bike. You guys uh, pulled all-nighters to get that thing built and uh, get it to AMA and get the frame legal and everything else. And, man, the guy just goes on a roll just from, you know, kind of the – uh, yeah, that was just a, I mean, we just had some rigidity issues going on to where, um, you know, just, it was hard to hold on to for 30 minutes, you know, it's just yeah. all the small chop and this and that. And I, and I wouldn't necessarily say he went on a roll, but you know, oh, he came on. out at Unadilla and he, and he did go one, one, but the next weekend I think was Southwick or something, which he ended up, I want to say third or fourth. So it's not like he just went win, 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 you know? Ah, uh, sand. It was sand. So the frame, that's my the expert oh. media analysis. Oh. Is that really? Good? Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you know, he split. I think he won the first moto at Paula, you know, which mm-hmm. which he needed to do to win the title. And then after that, I think he just he guy. Uh, I think he was third or something, but yeah. he just bringing home the title. But yeah, I mean, the new bike for us and and twelve for sure was, you know, you could only do so much tuning suspension. And I mean, you've been there tuning suspension. You're changing all these little parts to try to make a huge change, and we couldn't get it. Yeah. And then, you know, talking with Japan and this and that, they're like, oh, well, the new bike. You know, we 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 did stuff to fix that problem. So when it became available, I mean, it was you know I don't I don't want to say perfect timing. We we wish we had it earlier, but yeah. it was good good enough timing to uh, help us in the title. Now you've worked for RV. Obviously, you worked for uh, James Stewart when he uh, had a perfect season outdoors. And we're going to get to some some of the stuff over your career. Uh, you worked for the great Tim Ferry, of course. Um, Danny Smith, Grant Langston. You won a 125 title, Grant Langston. Is there something? That RV James Langston, maybe Timmy, although you didn't win with him. Uh, um, is there something that you that those guys all have in common? Um, you know, I mean, like is there is there one thing? I mean, that, I, yeah. I think that I think all these guys are different, and I think they're all they're all unique. Um, I think they all have their their own special thing. You know, like with James, I mean, he's he's arguably one of the most talented riders. Ever, you know what I mean? Wow. Like, I mean, I, he, he his skill level. I mean, compared to RVs, you know, I think you know, and it's not putting RV down or anything, but it's way greater. But you know, like RV, the thing he has about him is is determination. You know, yeah. Which it's it's easy to say or give him that label or whatever, but if you've seen how intense he is, and you know, if he if he couldn't win, he wouldn't go do it. You know, mm-hmm. he does everything he has to do to win. You know. Um. So I mean I don't know they're just all so different you know in their own in their own way you know I think Grant was you know he had a he has a lot of talent on a bike mm-hmm. um, was there's Grant, a lot of weird was Grant maybe the most clueless when it came to testing and setting up a bike um, I always found like I thought he was no I mean no. I, I want to say he was terrible but but sometimes you know the the clueless guys make it easy because they'll right, ride anything right, you know what I mean right right um, unlike but, our friend Tim Ferry. Yeah, Timmy is very, very picky. Right. Um, but I think Grant, uh, there, we had a, enough good people in the group when we were doing it to know what was what was right and what was wrong, you know, between dinos and, and what they were racing in Europe, and, and we kind of led them in the right direction, you know. Mm-hmm. We weren't we weren't just going to, just because he said something, put something that we knew was terrible on the bike. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, having a good team and everything, I, you know, sometimes the team can make a, the right decision to, for the setup. Right, right. Um and um, James coming back. Well, actually, let me let me let me just focus on this year before we get into into that kind of stuff. Um, you've worked for a lot of riders. Would you say how's your relationship with RV compared to a lot of guys you worked for? Um, how do you get along with them? Obviously, good. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But uh, talk about him. Just uh, your relationship off the track. 
Well, I mean, off the track, we're good friends, you know. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of turned into that, you know. Like when I first started working for him, you know, I I only knew him a little bit, but uh, since then, right. you know, it's grown into you know a friendship. So it's kind of we know when it's time to be serious and work, and yeah. and trust me, we have a, we have a lot of fun too. Yeah, you guys have a loose truck. There's no doubt. There, as Ryan came on the Pulp Show a couple weeks ago, and he was talking about the truck itself, the team in general. And I got to say, I think he's probably right. Um, well, I, I as can, far as I, being I'm like, not going to name, I'm not going to name some teams, but I know there's trucks that you wouldn't want to walk into. <laughs> well, I mean, no, but even regardless of just just me, I mean, do you mean specifically me or just well people? Anyone, in right? Yeah. Um, no, and and he said he goes, hey, you know, our truck has. Is uh, real loose media guys, gear guys. You know, uh, Beaker comes over there, and nobody even runs Fox. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I mean we we, yeah. we welcome everybody. It's, you do, yeah. You know? do, do you so do you find do you like that? Do you like the? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I do like that because, um, you know, like I said, there's a time that time to be serious, and and mm-hmm. there's a time to relax. You know, if you're just serious the whole time, it's it's just gonna end up beating you down. And, and Ryan, he's he kind of he kind of feeds off that a little bit. You know that he's yeah. he's constantly. He's, everyone sees him as this robot or this and that, but you you see the other side where he's joking or busting somebody's balls, you know, while we're up by the staging or or whatever. So uh, he enjoys it. I mean, he I think he looks forward to that part of of going to the yeah. to the races and and being in there and you know giving yeah. people crap and yeah, I think like he enjo- I think yeah, it's weird because I do get those tweets like. RV is such a robot, and I'm like, yeah. he, I mean, it's, he's a, every, you it's know the furthest I mean, thing from that, you know. Every everybody's allowed to have their opinion. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's fair enough, but you know, maybe they've just caught an interview or this and that. Yeah. And, and the interviews, I think, are tough to judge because they all they all do them different. You know, not yeah. everybody's an actor. Right. Um, and like Ryan said, it's for him when you're when you go do a 20 lap main event and your your heart rate's just pegged. And you come straight off the track, and someone shoves a mic in your face, yeah. and then wants you to want you to be, you know, funny or whatever, you know, and put on this big show. He, he's not that good at it, um, and he'll <laughs> right. tell you. Right. But he's good at riding a dirt bike, and that's uh, that's what we need out of him. Yeah, yourself, Dana Wiggins, uh, Reed Nordine, who's the big boss, Dan Fahey, the team manager, uh, Theo, Kaipo, um, Big B, the truck driver. You guys are all pretty welcoming to everybody. It's uh, it's a uh, it's a loose atmosphere over there. Even when things, yeah. even when things, aren't going that well, um, the D and Q at uh, Jacksonville or whatever, you know, yeah, yeah, things are still pretty normal over there. Everybody yeah, kind of I mean, handles it the right way. I've been on some. I felt like at Yamaha at times, like with with Jimmy Perry there and and Keith, and I felt like sometimes it was like really, we're very very serious over here. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah. So just kind of that well, way. Well, I mean everyone everyone has a different approach and whatever whatever works for them, I think I think they should do, you know. I don't mm-hmm. I'm not saying everyone should act like us or, or we're mm-hmm. going to act like them. It's just whatever whatever they think their right. approach works for them, they should they should stick to it. Um and you you and Dana, uh, I don't know if you can get two different guys. I mean, you guys are both good guys. But Wiggles is Wiggles is relaxed. <laughs> Wiggles is, takes it easy. Um, it's not, it's no wonder I, and I tell him this all the time. It's no wonder what Wiggles pro racing career didn't work out. I mean, he's, he, uh, he did pretty good. He got a fifth, I think, right. At an East West shootout. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, just relaxed. Wiggles is laid back, you know, laid back. Um, Hey, so let's get back into, um, your career a little bit. And I always give you shit about this. Uh, the box fan days, you didn't have them, but you did. 
You didn't step yeah. straight into a semi truck like I like to talk about. Uh, you started working, I guess, grow, born and raised in San Diego or area or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, San Marcos, San Diego oh, County. Yeah. Uh, how'd you get into it? How'd you get into wrenching? Or did you race like a lot of us? Or how did that start? No, I mean I raced a little bit. Yeah. Um, but mainly just grew up, you know, with motorcycles with my dad and and this and that. And uh, I lived uh, maybe three miles from North County Yamaha. Oh, okay. Yep. And uh, I had a cousin that raced, Tim Beatty. And, uh, you know, he raced a lot. So he rode, like, out of there, that shop. And I had another buddy, Travis Luther, that raced uh, through them. And, and, I mean, really, I I had a relationship with Jim Herkman and, and Granny and those guys at North County Yamaha since I was maybe 13, 12, okay. maybe. Just hanging, out, was, just hanging out of the shop. Yeah, and, riding yeah, right, my bicycle right. down there and then, you know, hanging out their box van you know, at the at the local races. And, what, uh, what year would this have been? Like man, 13, when late, you were 13, 15? Late 80s. Uh, okay. Maybe, maybe 90, yeah, so probably they, late 80s, 90. So they didn't have the team yet? Not no, yet. no, yeah. no. So right about, uh, um, I'd say, I don't know, I, mean, I was probably 14, maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know, 90 or whatever, 91 or something, uh Jim had asked me, uh, he knew I worked on stuff and this and that, and he'd, he'd seen me do some stuff at the races with my cousin, like, and he, and he asked if I, if I would start going to some of the local races with like, uh, Tim Morgan and, and him and them and just helping, you know, change bars or yeah, whatever. Yeah. They yeah. had a little trackside support deal going. Yeah. Um, so I started doing that and that went on for, you know, it was basically on the weekends that went on for a year or two. And, you know, I started doing some of this stuff, uh, you know, Mike Guerra ran the trackside support and, uh, and I'd go to like, uh, I'd, I've been a Ponca, Loretta's, all that stuff. Oh, so you were like, um, okay, right into it. Yeah. Yeah. Were, and then, uh, right when were, I was, I mean, I was 16 at the gym, started the team in 92. Okay. And I must've been 15 at the time. And, uh, in 93, um, that's when he fired Wiggins <laughs> and, and the Wiggins dad, I think was working for him. So he had hired, um, how funny, Hey, how funny is that though? It, your kid hanging out at NCY Wiggins is riding. I forgot about this. Wiggins yeah. is riding for NCY. 20 years later, you're working alongside the guy. Yeah. At Factory yeah. Valley. <laughs> um, so, I mean, long story short, right. uh, he ended up asking me to do that for like basically nothing. Like, I was still a senior in high school, yeah. so I actually had to, like, accelerate my school to get through that. Uh-huh. Um, Who'd you work for? And I worked for Upton. Oh, Donald, King of uh, Paris. Yep, Dynamite Donald Upton, and uh, it was Clowers. J-Bone was working for Clowers, and uh, mm-hmm. we had our box fans, and we just did uh, West Coast, you know, in the East-West shootouts. We went back to Minnesota, I think it was at the time, and yeah. Houston. So did those, and then the, the following year um, – I worked for Metzger. Right oh, when he was you start off with right up, when, Upton and Metzger. What a one yeah. what a one two combo. <laughs> yeah, well I mean Mike, he was man, he was unique at the time because that was before he had any tattoos or, right. or anything and he kept telling me, Oh, I'm gonna get this dragon tattoo and I'm like, Whatever and you know, he's <laughs> yeah. out at the test track doing this trying to do this crazy stuff on bikes and we're just like, Man, like what what is this, you know? And that's when <laughs> before we knew it, we were watching him basically start freestyle, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I mean they're all good guys, and uh, I did that for a while, and then. Uh, and this was driving the box fan and doing doing. Yeah, all that. yeah, 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 doing the box fan thing and this and that, and then I after that I actually did more trackside support stuff um, before I went to uh, FMF Honda. 
Um, so you really, so after high school, you just started, did you have a regular job and did NCYs on the weekends no, or was that I, it? Just, was that just this, just oh, okay. building bikes and, uh, wow. I didn't realize yeah. you were that deep with Herkman and NCY. Yeah. 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 Who, it, it was a long time there. Who else did they have? They had, uh, they had Metzger, Upton, uh, Clowers, right? Clowers. Tomcat? Yeah. Tomcat. Yeah. Tomcat did. Um, did you guys have any good results? Did you do any good? We had uh, the first year. They had uh, Tyson Volan too. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had a, he had some podiums. Twenty uh, seven? No. What was yeah, it? he was number twenty seven. Yeah, yeah. Um, and little known fact: there's a there's a there's an ad in the motocross magazine, the NCY, where I, I was it just be a team member for the day or something? What was the? Uh, yeah, you win win. It was to win something. And you were there, but your face was whited out because they were saying yeah, yeah. they said basically they this could, this could be you. Yep, needed a stand and be part of the team. <laughs> so, dude, you made the big time magazine ad, but <laughs> with no face. Right, right. <laughs> nice. Um, Got to start somewhere, I guess. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, from there, you're learning the ropes and you're doing the, the basic stuff. And uh, it's funny because I got a job with FMF Honda in in '98, and as my dog yep. is freaking out here, um, I got a job with FMF Honda in '98 for Danny Smith and. Uh, I was yeah. working for Ty Birdwell, and they call me. I get the job with FMF Honda. This was awesome for me. You know, it was an amazing deal. And I remember Hilton telling me, "Hey, you can work for Jason McCormick or Danny Smith. You can pick. Did you have a uh, a few, uh, an idea?" And I'm like, hmm. "Well, Danny Smith's a hot amateur kid, and he really I was out. working for him as an amateur, <laughs> right? So you were work. So this is where the story gets funny. So I'm like, I'm going to take Danny Smith because we're going to grow together. We're going to win Supercross titles and nationals, and we're going to be you know, basically Skip and Jeremy. You know, that was my idea. Yeah. Um, so I get I, my second day with Danny. My second day. He goes, yeah, man, I can't wait till next year when my buddy Mike comes over and works for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no way. oh, yeah. I'm like, wah, wah, wah. Because <laughs> I wow. guess why you were just tied with NCY? You were just couldn't get out of it or something or whatever? No. Uh he had talked to Hilton, and it was too late. I think Hilton had already talked to you. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, uh, um, myself so yeah, and another, he, he did guy. call me the the next uh, the next year, and I, I went to work for him. Hilton wow. called me in. I'm sure you did a better job. I was terrible for him. I know. You put a piston in backwards. I know, but, dude, who knew? There was nothing. There was no indicator. That was the first thing I heard when I went to work there. They were telling me about you, and they're like, this guy put a piston in backwards. And I'm like, well, there's an arrow on top. There was a used piston. There was a used piston, so it had scoring on it. But I should have known from the I should have known from the ring end gap. But yeah. I, I think I was just really, really hungover and really, really busy. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, good times. Um, I remember yeah. it wouldn't run very well, and then uh, uh, put it in backwards, and I was like, oh, Danny, um, yeah, I just put the piston in backwards. I got, I gotta go. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, it didn't work out. He tore his knee up at a Bud's Creek, but yeah, it got landed on, huh? Yeah. Um, so you you just had worked with Danny on the amateur side, and you guys just developed a, a relationship that way. Yeah, you know, actually, since man, I don't even know if it was any on eighties, but yeah, I mean, I did all this, especially all the the Loretta Lynns and uh, yeah. Ponca City and Mammoth and and all that stuff, it, and yeah, we we hit it off and. Uh, I mean, I never thought it would end up going there, but he ended up calling me, and that. Uh, well, that's what I was going to ask you. Did you start thinking like, "Hey, I want to be like Skip Norfolk or whatever"? It was it. You were like, no. no. I mean, I I never thought it would it would get you know to where it is now. Right. right. You know, so uh, I just kind of it, it, I was young, and it was like you know I was kind of bored of working at a shop 
mm-hmm. you know, back working at a shop and I was like, I'll oh, give it another try and, and see if, see if I like it or not. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I had a, I had a good time working at, at FMF Honda, you know, it's, we had good results and, uh, I, I liked working with Danny, so and Brock was there. <laughs> right. You, uh, you. I think it was much better the year you were there than when I was there. I we. Yeah, we a, it got it better. I, I had heard all about '98. Uh, that was when Bobby Moore was team manager. Yeah, right? Bobby was team manager. Mike Hooker and Terry Varner had complete opposite ideas of how a motor should be run and jetted. So yeah. Varner would be like, "Hey, put the 190 main in," Var- and Hooker would come by and be like, "Put the 170 main in there." And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's no fun. <laughs> you know, yeah, but, yeah it was kind of a nightmare. Yeah, no, it was it was good. I mean, we actually, 99 was really good. And then I think in, uh, after that, I mean, what do you, what year did we end up going away from there? 2000 or something? Um, yeah, I think I went to KTM in 2000. No, no, because I was in KTM 2000. You were at KTM 01. Okay, then I, yeah. then I was there. So you were there for two, two years. Okay, that and was then there two years. Then. How did what was Danny's best result? Do you remember? You guys got a couple seconds. No, we cross, yeah right? we got some. We were racing uh, Ernesto. And he was on that 250F, and we we got second to him. Yeah, a few times just couldn't couldn't quite uh, beat that bike at the time. The also too not only that, but when you compared to other 125s, the Honda one wasn't the greatest. No, it was it was a lot of work, but we were, we were getting support support through. Uh, through Honda and we we had good parts and you know Dan Bentley was helping out so I mean they they weren't terrible. Were you I mean, on, we're, were you on the team with Lone Wolf? With who? Lone Wolf, Voland. Was he? Uh, yes, yes. Ooh, when what? he passed Ricky. Yeah, yeah, passed. Yeah, Ricky. I was there. Yeah. And so, um, were you there when he got the Italian motor and it was a big controversy? Oh that? yeah, I remember. I remember the whole thing. What was that all about? Ah, uh, just I mean, because he obviously he wasn't happy, and he he came from Europe and and had what he thought ran better. But I mean, I, I looking back on it, and not not to get on anyone, but you know the way Honda was doing things, it was the year was two thousand or something, and they're still trying to use stuff what they used with Lammy right. in the early nineties. Like they were really stuck in like, oh well, this worked then, you know. So, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of good bikes around that time, and. It was competitive, and and Talon felt comfortable with that. What he got from Europe, and uh, yeah. I mean, it seemed to work for him. Passes Ricky at Glen Helen, uh, wins Hangtown, <laughs> right? Uh, wins Bud's Creek in the mud. Like it was like legit. Like Lone Wolf was back. Yeah, no, he rode good. And and Tom Wallace building his bike, but Tyson holding the pit board. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who's your team manager? Who um, it? Hilton was. Oh, Hilton was? Yeah, Hilton was. Oh, Hilton okay. was, and then at the end, they tried bringing in Danny Laporte or something. <laughs> right, right. And that, that kind of just, um, So I, I don't know, the whole thing, I think they were just over it and wanted to get out of there. The team folded at the end of 2000. Yep. Um, did you know it was folding? Did, did you? Where did, um, where did Danny? Yeah, we had an idea okay. that they weren't going to continue on okay. anymore. Where did Danny go? Danny Smith, Suzuki? Uh, Danny, Danny went to Suzuki. So why didn't you go there or you couldn't go? He he talked to Roger, mm-hmm. and uh, Muffin was there. And, okay. they, and, and basically Roger was like, I want to hire you, but I can't just go fire a guy that hasn't done anything wrong, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which, which I understood, and, oh, and sure. it's fair enough. So uh, Danny was bummed, whatever. I was, I was bummed, which ended up, long story short on that one, was Muffin ended up quitting, like, Oh, he did. Halfway through the season. 
Yeah, Feltz, Feltz <laughs> took over. Or did was Feltz already there, Billy Feltz? I can't remember. He was there, and he took over. So I don't know. But, I, you know, I had had an offer from, from Mitch, and then uh, Brock had got a KTM ride and, and offered me to go there, and I'd, I'd talked to Selvaraj. So uh, I just thought the best thing for me was to, to go to KTM and, and try that out. So right. I headed over there and met you. And, and well, I started teaching you the ways. Never. Um, and well, it wasn't too bad for you because it was San Diego, which was sort of your area. We were in based at based at El Cajon. Yeah, I actually lived in Temecula though. Oh, you did? Okay, at that point. Yeah, the whole time. Um, uh, and and actually, bummer for you, Danny Smith won his only national that year, I think. South. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, good for him. I I. I I thought it was great for Danny, right, you know. Right. You still talk to him? You still keep in touch? Yeah, yeah. You know, actually, the last time I seen him was at at uh, Salt Lake City Supercross. And uh, he's got kids now and married. And, wow. Uh, yeah, he's doing good. So good people doing, right there. Doing something with airplanes, right? Is he working with Bob Hanna or something? He... Uh, he was. I think he's gone away from that now. Oh, he's, okay. uh, his dad's always owned a rental shop, and uh, I think he was, he was doing stuff with that now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I always felt like he was a little bit underrated, you know. Well, he started off For on the sure. wrong foot with me as his mechanic, and it never really got better. But, um, yeah, second day in. My buddy Mike's going to work for me next year. <laughs> there goes, uh, there I goes, never knew that. There goes my skip and Jeremy dream. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, uh, I was at KTM working for Kelly Smith in 2000, uh, winning winning High Point National. And yes, you did. we signed – I couldn't believe – we got Ping and Sellards and – I was like, what's going on here? Like, we were kind of a cheeseball factory team, but, like, Ping and Sellers were big names. And, of yeah. course, Langston was coming over. Sellers got a shit ton of money. I don't remember what it was, but it was a lot. Yeah. And at the time, Brock had won Washougal. Um, definitely, I probably had won Supercross at that point, or maybe come pretty close. Yeah, he almost, he almost won the title, remember? It came down to him, Pastrana, and uh, Rampata. Yeah. yeah, so you show up at KTM, but I'm back east Dominating the East Coast four-stroke nationals. Yes, you and Spud Walters, right? Uh, Kelly Smith. Oh. <laughs> Not Spud. Spud was the West. Oh, uh, Spud um, was the West champ. But, hey, coming, like we've talked about before, we were a factory KTM team, but we maybe weren't. <laughs> yeah, but I think, I mean, obviously when I went down there, I mean, yeah, it yeah. was a little cheesy at the time, this and that, but the way Selvaraj presented it to me they were they were putting a a big effort in and red bull was was coming aboard and uh you know it was going to be yeah. a big push push to make it work and 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 it started off you know in that direction Brock obviously Sel- look at it, look at what it is now so yeah. wow with some stops and starts though mdk stuff and all that but um yeah uh seller it's one of the one of the most unique people oh, in the world yeah he's amazing <laughs> He's amazing. What are your memories from Steel City 01 when Langston lost the title? I got Kelly Smith didn't qualify, so I was a spotter. Um, amazingly enough, I don't know what happened. He didn't qualify, but uh, uh, I was a spotter. You worked for, for Sellers, but somehow we were in the running to win this title against Mike Brown. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, man, what a bummer, right? I mean, it was like, I remember they had just hired uh, Heeman, I think. Yes, he, that was Heeman's first race. And that was like race. his first race he just came to watch, and they had all the big guys over from Europe and uh, Kurt Nicole and all these guys. And, uh, I mean, I remember what happened was, I, I remember Uncle Andrew relayed some wheels for that race to make them look cool, but the the spokes were too short, and they were aluminum nipples. Um, but obviously he didn't know that at the time yeah. and it sheared off all the, all the nipples. Um, 
remember though, we had those wheels. We had broken spokes a lot that year, like with those wheels. They were kind of they were kind of a little sketchy sometimes. I remember replacing more than a few amount of spokes here and there uh, during, yeah. during the week. Um, it was. Uh, I remember just the the absolute silence. On the radio, oh, I remember when someone said, "I think something's wrong with his rear wheel." That was me. And then it was like silence, as and he rode it for like another lap or two, and then it finally came apart right by the mechanics area. That was me. On I was standing in the tabletop section. I said, "Hey, check out Grant's wheel when he comes by you. It looks like it's wobbling." And he goes by the mechanics area, and no one says a word. And I'm like, "Did you guys hear me?" And like everyone, we'd seen. You know, it was getting worse and worse. Yeah. But uh, um, man, that was a tough day. Wow. I remember, too, you got, you got in a fight with Nolte that morning <clears throat> over something. Oh, yeah. oh, I man. like Nolte, dude. We get along oh, yeah, good no, now. I, well, I do, too, but you, Nolte, very angry that morning. I don't know what yeah, happened. I can't remember. He was mad for something. I don't know. <laughs> he's a good dude, though. Yeah, I, I see him all the time. Um, I talk to him all the time. Um, he's running the CLS Kawasaki team over there now. Yep, yep. Um, so how do you get to work for GL in 2 what happens? Because I, I leave the team. Bro- uh, 03. 03. Oh, so 02, you worked for Brock again? No, yeah, 02, I was Brock. And then Brock was moving on. And uh, we were bringing on Joaquin Rodriguez and Metcalf. Mm-hmm. And um, he been basically, he, I was going to work for Joaquin for a 250 class. Yep. And um, I don't know. Obviously, there was a, some. It wasn't going great between, you know, Andrew and Uncle Andrew and, and Grant and, and lots of, you know, lots of Grant's dad. It was just, you know, it was a family thing, and they, and they decided for them, they, they, I never knew what was going on, but they went to Heben and said, hey, you know, we want to we just make a change and, and this and that. And, and Andrew was on board. He was cool about it. And, uh, you know, when Heben called me and said, hey, you know, uh, I think you're going to need to work for Grant. You know, he wants you to do this, and his dad does. And, and I said, well, you know, right. I, <clears throat> let me talk to Andrew, you know. So I, I kind of got talked to Andrew and got his story, and, and he was okay with it because, you know, that, that wouldn't have been right. And, they, uh, they did have a lot of a lot of family drama, always yelling yeah, at them, yeah. always yelling at each other. I mean, they all loved each other. They're family. But, man, yeah. they got into a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it might have made them stronger as they, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, it ended up they were all okay with it. And, uh, you know, Andrew actually worked for, for Metcalf that year, and had a, he had a great time working for, for Brett. And, uh, no, I worked for Grant, and that season was was a little strange. That um, was 250 Supercross, Grant's debut in 250 Supercross. Yeah, and that bike was not good. <laughs> well, that was the MC bike too, right? Same year. Well, it was the yeah. MC bike. I mean, well, we we started off, and we went – my first races were with them were um, the World Supercrosses, and uh, – MC went, you know, and and the first one, I think Grant got third, and MC got like fourth um, or fifth. No, actually, Grant got second. Tim Ferry got third, or did Tim Ferry? Get oh, is that second? was? It, I was w- it was Geneva, right? Geneva, or yeah. I was on the podium. Um, you know what? I remember seeing you there. Okay, but, wait, uh, yeah, no, no. So Grant was on the podium. Yeah. I think it was third, and uh, you know, in the next race in Holland, he got fourth. He had a bad start or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we got to the U.S., you know, obviously MC was struggling with it. Oh, I'd never seen him crash that many times as he did. In oh, the I mean, Grant, I mean, he had some big ones at the test track, and we had foot pig brackets snapping off. And, so, like, early, and on, early on, you, Mike, you realize you're like, this this is not good. Yeah. Like, like you could tell but right Grant, away. Yeah. yeah, Grant, he didn't know any better. He'd been riding KTMs forever, and he just thought, okay, it's a 250. I just, you know, I got to ride it. So he kept trying and trying, and uh mm-hmm. 
it, you know, he hit the ground a few times, and uh, by the time the first part of the West Coast was over, oh. uh, they were like, okay, we need to rethink this. You know, <laughs> what about Grant riding 125 East? Yeah. So I get the call, like, last minute, okay, we're going to ride 125 East. So <laughs> build, a, build a bike up, you know, and uh, start building motors and, and getting everything ready and get it on the truck. And uh, he, uh, I think it might have been, like, the first round or, some i think he hurt his wrist in practice mm -hmm. and uh his wrist just kind of nagged him through a few races and then and then he was uh out of the series for yeah. supercross and it was like okay we're gonna get you ready for 250 outdoors right 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 <laughs> so we start riding 250 outdoors and i mean we're out there every day we're, we're going riding every day trying to make stuff better you know and, it, and it's looking okay but i mean we're going up against like ricky and, and guys like this and yeah uh, basically we're, we're, we're in, you know, I'm, I've got race bikes almost built this and that we go to Vegas supercross to watch mm -hmm. and, uh, James crashes and breaks his collarbone. Remember that? Oh, uh, yeah. and the main event and right. he was like the guy to beat. Yeah. And then Grant gets this great idea, you know, cause he wasn't sure he could beat bubs anyway. So mm -hmm. he was like, he gets this great idea. Well, if he's out, who's it, who's there to race? You know, like I, I got to race 125. So he, yeah. he, he basically calls Kurt Nicole and them and says, you know, put it, put all, I'll do it and put all my bonus on first to show you how serious I am. Only if I win the title, I, you know, I win money, you know? So, uh, I didn't, I didn't know any of this. I didn't know you guys yeah. were on two of the outdoors at all. Okay. Oh no, we, we were 250 <laughs> outdoor. I, had, I mean, I basically prepared for the outdoors twice. <laughs> right, right, right. And it seriously, like, uh, Larry was the manager at the time and, and, uh, you know, they had Rhino and Brett and those guys riding 125. And next thing you know, Monday morning, I get this call and it's like, and I think Hangtown was like the next weekend or something. Mm -hmm. And it was, okay, get a practice bike ready and then build a race bike. And like, I mean, I basically stayed at the shop 48 hours, got everything ready. And, and, you know, we went after, went after that. Oh, I didn't even so, know uh, that. It's that time again. Thanks for listening to the... Racer X podcast show brought to you by BTOsports.com, presented by Thor MX. I appreciate it. Don't forget to click on the Amazon banner on PulpMX.com to help out PulpMX.com. We appreciate it. Listen to these commercials. Buy from these sponsors. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side. X podcast show is brought to you by btosports.com whether you are looking for new gear helmets boots or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up bto is your source for all of your motocross needs as a proud sponsor of the bto sports ktm race team and the heart of the bto sports amateur motocross team it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store we support the sport that supports us, us. we at bto sports want to give back to you the listener for supporting us and the racer x podcast show use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. 
for 2013, JT Racing enters its next generation with the all-new Evolve Light, ProTech, Enduro, and Limited Edition collections, taking quality and innovation to a whole new level. Also available in youth sizes, each collection is built with high-grade materials, offering its own unique characteristics to meet the demands of today's riders, both recreationally and competitively. To find a dealer or view the entire collection online, log on to JTRacingUSA.com. Championship proven. Many motocross apparel brands make that claim, but only Thor can back it up. As America's first motocross apparel brand, Thor has set the standard for delivering the highest quality performance racewear on the market for the past 45 years. With champions like Ryan Villapoto, Blake Baggett, and Dean Wilson, to name a few, our products truly are championship proven. To see all the new 2013 products, visit ThorMX.com or head to your local Thor Parts Unlimited dealer. Thor, the official racewear of Supercross. Backing up a little bit, were you at the test track when MC crashed? Uh, yes, I was. Oh. Yeah, I was there. I was actually working on his bike. Oh, geez. So, yeah, did you kind of know yeah. that was it? I mean, he was struggling, and you were just like... Um, yeah, actually, he was riding good at the time, but mm-hmm. it was like uh, late in the day, and it was really hot out. And, you know, they had a the little check valve on yeah. the okay. gas cap, and the fuel, I guess, we were running or whatever, it was boiling or something and he was just i mean it was like the one of those dumb things the last ride of the day kind of deal yeah yep. and he was going through a rhythm section the thing bogged i mean you could hear it bad Bull. and uh yeah he dislocated his hip and and uh i actually was the one that called the ambulance and got it all going then we put it easy up over him and yeah it was it was a real bummer yeah because he, could, he couldn't put it in right he had to lay there and wait for them and, no yeah. i mean it it took him from what i remember even when they got him there it took him a long time to get it back in like it's uh he was in a lot of pain like a lot so as a KTM guy, when you when he announces retirement, you're like, oh crap, because you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, deal. for sure, you're you're deal. getting looked down on and and yeah. whatever. But I mean, that's it, it's up to you how you. Yeah. Everyone gets their opinion on what you think, but if you don't really care what people think, then it won't bother you. The uh, slicer was out. Brooks was in. How'd you get along with Brooks? Slicer, Ron Heaven, maybe one of the most laid back, easy guys to get along with ever. Oh, uh, he was awesome. He he was seriously like. <laughs> One of the best guys to work for. Right. I, I cool. really, I mean, I was really disappointed when, when, uh, Heben was no longer the team manager. They put him doing something else at KTM, but it was. Uh, yeah, that was weird. I wonder what what happened there. Like the team was all right, you know, but. Yeah, but I guess I guess uh, I don't know. I there mean, was... I, I have an idea what happened, but yeah. it's, it's no, just I... speculation, so it's not worth. Right. Um, you know, it was it was like even when I was there, I was there for two years. Uh, Selvarosh had an idea. Uh, if you didn't like that one, you could go to Rod Bush. If you didn't like what Rod said, yeah, you, could go yeah. to, you could go to Kurt. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it was like, who's leading this thing? And well, I, yeah, and, yeah, and after after MC's team, you know, folded or yeah. whatever, then, then Larry was looking for a position, and you know, oh. obviously obviously, whoever talked to who thought it was a good idea, and and that that's how it went down. Yeah, it was always it was always like what's going on here? Like like then Grant's dad was in there and and he was a distributor for Doma Pipes, but we were an FMF team and Grant ran yeah, Doma. Yeah, I ran I ran Doma Pipes. Right, right. And then Harry Nolte loved this. It was just a real That like, led it, that led us into like the weirdest summer for the year we won the championship. Well, yeah, that's was, what that's what I'm going to get to. So, you're riding 125s. Brooks is the manager. Yeah. Rhino Ryan Hughes is there, uh, and Rhino and like yeah, James comes back two rounds in. He misses two rounds. Uh, two or f- 
two, three. two or four. Okay, and he just just mops the floor with everybody yeah, after yeah. that. But yeah. you and Rhino are basically you guys and Rhino are going for the title. But there's a lot of infighting going on on the team. Well, dude, you had you know Larry's buddies with Rhino, so right. he's running the team, and then you have you had Layton who was doing development for Rhino's engines, and you had Dudley who was doing development for Grant's engines. Then you had one guy running FMF, one guy running Doma. Like, I mean, it was yeah. almost like two different teams, you know, like it was, we had two semis and uh, it was, uh, it was weird, man. Yeah, it was really like, weird. And Brooks, uh, Steve Boniface wouldn't, wouldn't ride for the points. And, uh, yeah, and yeah. so Brooks took his front wheel off. Uh, Josh Woods pulls over for one guy. doesn't pull over for another guy. It's just, a, just a disaster. <laughs> Just, I they mean, were so desperate to win, but you know there was a majority that wanted Rhino to win, and a majority that wanted Grant to win. It was the it was the worst summer ever. Really? Huh? Yeah. Really? It was. It was. I did not enjoy it. I, like I couldn't wait to get out of there. Like it was just the yeah. light at the end of the tunnel was like, <laughs> please get closer. Well, so Troy, Ohio gets rained out twice, uh, yep. and you guys win the title. What? Rhino was Rhino coming? What was the deal like? No, I well, I mean he had done okay, and then the last race we went to Steel City, Grant beat him. Okay. Um, and then yeah, we had one more race to go, and I, I don't know, we had thirteen points or something, oh, okay. or whatever yeah. it was. But yeah. I mean, it wasn't like we weren't worried about it. It's like okay, we'll go race and and win the title, and and that's it. But uh, and those two stopped talking at some point, right? Oh yeah, yeah. It was there was. <laughs> I think uh, Rhino lashed out in the some interviews at him and yeah and this and that and I mean it's like we, we don't control the weather we don't control the series we you know we were at, I was actually at Brock's house and doing motos with Grant uh, getting ready for this you know Troy Ohio race when we got the call yeah you know it was and it's like oh we're going home I guess and that was it hey by the way you won the title go yeah, home kind, and kind start weird, working on other stuff kind of a weird way to win the title huh. Very weird, yeah. There was never like a celebration or or anything, you know. I I don't even think, you know, at the time, uh, Larry or anyone called and said, "Hey, thanks," or or this and that, you know. It's like KTM's first title, and it's like nothing, <laughs> like nothing happened. You went back to the shop, and it was like start working on stuff. Yeah, it's weird. That's funny that you say that. So, so you were not going to stay with Grant no matter what, just the team. No, yeah. early uh, in, uh, I guess it would be August, maybe three or four rounds ago. Um, Mark Johnson had uh, contacted me from Cali, and and I had had a meeting with him at uh, maybe Steel City or mm-hmm. um, one one of the races. I, I met him out of town, him and Skip Norfolk, and uh, like as soon as I met those guys, it was. Um, I mean, I already knew Skip, but as yeah. soon as I met Mark and and saw their plan and how professional they were, it, it was a no brainer for me. Like I was, I was done. I was like, okay, where do I sign? You know? And, he, and at the time he, he told me, I don't know who you're going to work for. Yep. Um, he goes, but I, you know, he, he was giving me props. He had watched me and, and, uh, you right, know, right. kind of took interest in, and in know who I was. And, and, you know, and, and I knew J bone and, and J bone had talked to him and, uh, he, uh, yeah, it was a no-brainer for me. I, I knew I was I was leaving at the end of the year, but I also had a commitment to finish this right. this season and, and help Grant win. Um, so yeah, but, I was I was happy to get out of there. Uh, yeah, you're like, okay, I'm probably gonna make more money at Cowie. I'm gonna have you know factory Kawasaki, or I got the clown show over here. 
And, and I mean, I, well, I, I, I want to say it was a clown show. It's well, just, just, you know, politics and, and things yeah, like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, so just, Grant was probably pretty bummed. You were like, hey, I got, thank, congratulations, yeah, he, buddy. He I was go. bummed. Um, and Larry, I think Larry was on the way to the river with Rhino or something and called me. You know, because I had left him a message. I'm like, Larry, I need to talk to you. This yeah. and that. And he was already gone his way to the river. And then he called me. He's like, No, man, you gotta, you gotta stay. This and that. I'm like, No. And I actually ended up going in after that. Oh, did you? Okay. Um, yeah, and and just you know, t- talking to him and and you know, just leaving on on good terms and and tell him why and this and that. And he understood. And he he was okay with it. Right. So. Uh, so you went yeah. to Cowie, uh, working for Burner. Yep. Yep. They basically when I started, then that's when they told me I was going to work for Burner. Because they hadn't even hired him yet, or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was wondering what what year, if Burner was already there or whatever. So yeah, and he had a contract, I think, with Factory Connection or someone through maybe the end of September or uh-huh. something. Like I was there working before he was. <laughs> yeah, Burner, one of the one of the coolest guys in the sport. Real friendly yeah, guy. Yeah, really uh, cool. Didn't even know him before I, before I worked for him. Yeah, yeah, and uh, a couple. I think a podium that year. A couple podiums, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had we had a few good races. Um, that was James there then. Yeah, James was on yeah, a 125. Yeah. Right. Paul Carpenter was on a 250F. Ooh, a and, good uh, one. I forgot about Paul Carpenter. Yeah, the dogger. Yeah. Um, okay, so then you're working for Burner. And at some point, you switch over to Red Dog. Burner leaves after two years or one year? Uh, Burner was here like three years. Were you yeah, there? Was, the, okay, you were there for the whole time with him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, then uh, Burner leaves. Uh, his agent kind of. What I understand his agent really kind of blew that. Red Dog was basically like, hey, I'll ride for whatever in 07. Um, yeah. And uh, you get the great Tim Ferry. Yep, Red Dog. And he has, a, he has his third or fourth career renaissance under, Cow- under you at Cowie. Um, I mean, yeah. the guy had been up and down so many times at, at some point and, and uh, uh, basically was written off, went to Moto Triple X. Um, yep. Did you – it's easy to see that now, but did you see him being as good as he was? I, I didn't. I honestly didn't. Um, I mean, yeah, he's actually, coming. I mean, we did. Okay, and it's not saying that now, knowing the right. knowing the results, but like when fish, fish, you know, we had sit down and he's like, "Here's the guys you we can get," you know, and we so we actually started watching him like outdoors. The you know the year before we hired him, yeah, and like we just were pumped on on the way he, his rides, like. He was really good that you remember that? At the end of the second half of the Nationals, he was in shape. He was fast. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, no, I mean, we hired him, and, he, I mean, he was good from day one. Wrist was better and everything else. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, he did great at U.S. Open, and I came out. I mean, he was he was a top-five guy right away. Yeah. Easy guy to get along with, too. Although, yep. p- picky on the bike. Oh, like, definitely, and, yeah. yeah. Right? Um, so, I mean, I want to say picky. He just he, he knows what he wants, and, and he's going to keep trying until he gets it. Yep. Now uh, I think he just likes testing too. What's that? I think he's just curious. I think he likes testing and wants to try everything just to see what it does. Right, right, yeah, yeah, maybe so. Right, um, uh, and then so at some point, J Bone shocks. Well, maybe it wasn't a shock. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a shock to you who working indoor, but it was a big deal. J Bone leaves James, um, and you get moved over. Yeah, I mean that was it was kind of almost like the Langston deal, you know. But I, I mean, I don't, I don't blame Javon. He had a great opportunity, and uh, obviously he he liked it. He's still doing it, and um, I'm I'm glad to see that worked out for him. You um, intimidated a little bit working with James at all, or did you get along with him? I mean, no, no, I knew James. Um, it was kind of one of those deals. I didn't really know what was going on until, uh, um, 
Vegas Supercross, that's kind of when, when uh, I think that's when J-Bone told us, uh-huh. you know, and, and told James. And, you know, so Fish and those guys were in a little bit of a panic to do something because they had to figure something out by outdoors. Yeah. Um, and then... And then James, you know, James was, it was, they had met with James first and James said, well, you know, I, if I can have Michael, you know, that's yeah. what I want and this and that. And, you know, they came to me and it was kind of a bummer because, you know, working with Timmy, we're, we, we get along really good and we have this, yeah. this great season going and, uh, not as you know, good as what I did had with him, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll beg to differ, but it's okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, it just that all happened, and it was uh, kind of switching gears to to go, you know, outdoors with James. And this was oh seven, seven, oh seven, oh yep, seven, yeah, right, right. And oh seven comes, and James has got the series in hand, and uh, hurts his knee at Washougal. Yeah, he was leading the points. Um, it was looking looking pretty good. He for had a won, title. won the first moto, and then second moto. I remember they had that turn that went down around the tree, and he hit a rock with his front tire and he had already had his leg out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of, it was actually a lot like, uh, how Ryan did his at, at Seattle last year. He just had his leg out already and the, the front end rolled on a rock and, and it dislocated his knee. Yeah. Bummer. So, bummer for you. So he, he tried, um, he tried to do therapy and we had a break, you know, we were on yeah. a break and he was still leading the points, you know, after a round or something, he tried to make it back, but it just, it wasn't going to happen. What was it like working for James as far as the outside stuff? You know, um, you got the dad who's involved, lots of sponsors, um, lots of pressure, lots of money, team manager, uh, Fisher's in there. Um, was it at time, like, you know, as a mechanic, you, you're you in pretty tight with your guys, like most mechanics are. But I imagine it was tougher to be that way with James. Um, he's a good guy. I mean, he's a good guy. Don't give me everything no, else. No, I mean it, it was overwhelming for sure. That's but, what uh, I mean. That's what I mean. Like just the so one much. thing I picked up, like working with James right away, which was for my benefit, is uh, like he he's he's big on trust. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, don't 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 lie to him because he'll catch you. And then if he does, you know he's he's not going to be <laughs> right. You know right. I saw it happen with other people, so yeah. I knew I knew that. Okay, if this is going to work, like you got to be completely honest. You know, whether whether it's the bike or what's going on, you know, this and that, and uh, right. and I think he respected that, and and we actually we had a good relationship. You know, like we talked a lot, and um, I mean, he, he's a good dude, and I mean, he's still he's still a great guy. Um, yeah, I think he's misunderstood for sure, but but that's just because everyone, you know, what, like I said, has an opinion and speculates and this and that. What's it like? Working for RV now, you're trying to beat James, and you've been doing a lot of that lately. Um, you know, is that, is that a little weird? Um, it's tough. I mean, I, I feel, you, you you'd swear every time RV has to try to pass him or something, I swear he tries to race him harder. <laughs> but uh, that, that's why it's called racing, right? right, um, right. No, I mean, you, when I, you, hey, so here's the all. When you see each other at the races, do you, do you still do the head nod? Or is it all business? Oh yeah, we we got nods and okay, stuff. But okay. I mean, it's right. I, he's a lot. I mean, him and Ryan are really similar. I think, uh, and maybe myself too. Like when it when it comes down to like when it's go time, no one's talking to anybody or right. nodding at anyone. Like it's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just all all business. You know what I mean? Like n- nobody's talking or doing anything. Right. So so um, James James hurts his knee. Washugo gets operated on. Misses Supercross. Uh, comes out at Glen- well. We came back for Supercross. Oh, you did. Because That's he, right. He, he did. got his knee okay. just scoped, 
right. um, and that's when then he started working with Eldon, and yeah. then we came out and uh, I think it rained at at the first round or something. Rain yellow? And he, no, yeah. it rained blue. I think Chad won. Yeah. Um, and he got second, and then you know we went to Phoenix the next week, and he won. That's it. Yeah, and then he tore his knee up the next week. Well, no, yeah. the knee was still giving him problems. Right. Um, and then we went to round three, and they had that sweet retro race, and they had one of those walls. Mm-hmm. And every time he'd, like, hit that wall, you know, you, it'd shift his body weight forward, and, and his knee was wanting to pop out. So uh, Eldon, you know, knowing Eldon, the way he, he doesn't like to operate like that, and it was like, okay, if we want to get ready for outdoors and, and be a threat to doing this, we need to get it fixed now. We're not going to milk. You know, we're two rounds into the Supercross. You can't milk a knee injury yeah. the whole time. So a decision was made after practice that day to uh, pull out and, and get it done right, and, and that's what he did. And comes to Glen Helen with, what, three weeks, four weeks? May, maybe three weeks. Yeah. Like, they, he was three and a half months after surgery or something, and maybe not even quite three weeks on the bike, and, like, no testing. Yeah. and just <laughs> It kick, was like, but oh, just, let's go there and try to get through it and see what we can do, you know? And he just kills everybody, mops the floor with everybody. Um, I don't, I didn't, I mean, he went one, one, but I think it was like he, at the time it was, okay, let's, you know, get out front and just try to keep a little gap. It wasn't, okay, we're going to go win by a minute. You know, it was just trying to get through the weekend and see where he's at. And then obviously once he saw, you know, he, he knew he wasn't a hundred percent, but he could go one, one. I mean, the confidence just went up and it, and it just grew from there. So as the street goes along that summer, um, do you start thinking about it? Do you start getting a little more pressure? Do you start doing anything different or anything else? No, I mean, I, I didn't switch anything up. I mean, it was definitely, it's a, it's a learning curve because you start getting all this pressure and that's all everyone talks about and then they start asking you and then, you know, if you even dare open up the internet, they're talking about, oh, what if it's bike DNF and stuff like that and you're like, <laughs> why me, you know? Yeah, exactly. Why are they attacking me, you know? And uh, right. you, you hear it from every angle, but um, at the end of the day, I think it's, it's kind of weird. You just get in this mode anyway, and you know you got to you have to go do the job. You got to show up and do it, but it, you just do it the same and and yeah. uh, prepare the same. And who'd ever thought Cody Cooper almost brought it down? Dude, that was a crazy race. <laughs> Remember all the lightning and yeah. the AMA pulled us off the starting line yeah. and put us under their truck because there was lightning and this and that. We didn't even want to do that race. <laughs> Usually they're supposed to call races because of lightning. Yeah, and then they they ended up. Uh, Running it, and Cody and, and Cooper. Yeah, Cody was <laughs> having his ride of his life, right? Got him a JGR ride. J Bone hired him off that one moto in the mud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he um, uh, he rode great that day, but you know, James he Unadilla is not his his favorite place in the first place. Yeah. So uh, he he came through, and I mean, that was going to be one of the, the that was probably the toughest race for him the whole year. Yeah. So uh, did you have obviously you won the title by by a big margin, but uh, over Tim Ferry, by the way, who kept him honest the whole time. Mm-hmm. But uh, did you more satisfaction from the title or, or the perfect season? Like, what, I mean, if you was, um, it, was there like wow? The t- I, I feel like the title was a little overshadowed by the perfect season, right? You know, because even when we won the title, that was at Millville. Everyone was just still talking about, okay, well, yeah. can he go? Can he go twenty four and zero? Can you do it? Can he right. win? Every, so it's like it's like the title was over, but the season wasn't over. You know, right. usually you can relax after you win a title. Yeah. But because we hadn't lost, it, it, yeah, it was. I mean, I, I'd say that 
the perfect season kind of means more mm-hmm. just because no, it's yeah. not normal. Yeah, yeah you know, Ricky home. did it, right. but who else? I mean, so to kind of have your name attached to that, it, it, it is pretty cool. Did you have any close calls? No, no, no. That was it. Was actually a smooth summer. I mean, uh, maybe we had a couple tip overs or something, but yeah. nothing, good. nothing crazy. You know, good starts. I think he, I think he actually hole shotted twelve of the twenty four motos, and the other ones he was like second or third. Right. Yeah, I remember it being think, a pr- pretty easy, like from a yeah. Uh, I know Goose. Goose had told me in that perfect season, one of the perfect season runs for Ricky. You know, a couple things were coming loose on the bike or or gas or whatever. You know. There was a couple times yeah. where he was like, I don't know if it would have made one more lap, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I felt like the bike we had that year in 08 was, was pretty bulletproof, and we knew all the, you know, we, we had the bike 06 and 07, so we kind of, you kind of get a feel for, okay, well, you know, this is yeah. what you got to replace every week, or you got to keep your eye on this. So yeah. we had a good feel for that bike at the time and knew, knew what to watch for. And you got Rick Ash making yep. the motor we're on. Uh, one of the coolest people in the sport. Oh, he's the best. Right? Rick, Rick's yeah. been there, man. Been there, done he's the that. the best. Yep. Um, uh, so, okay, so 08 comes. I, I mean, I was around the team quite a bit with Timmy and, and hanging out. I knew James wasn't coming back. Um, not not right away, but, you know, near the end of the year. Did you did you get that sense, too? Did you did you feel like he uh, wasn't getting Yeah, re-signed? no, I mean, I knew from, right. uh, you know, all the politics that went on and, and, yep. and this and that and uh, – I mean, I felt like at the end he he wanted to stay, but there wasn't uh, it wasn't a, really an option. So it was more like Cowie was like, "Hey, we can pay this guy a shit ton of money, or we have this Ryan Villapoto kid." No, that's not really no? what it was. I okay. mean, it's not it's not really really my place to say, but there were, there was more to it. Yeah, sponsor stuff. You know what I mean? He had some some personal sponsors, and and the team had some sponsors, and um, him and Fish you know, didn't it, get along either. Yeah, I mean, probably because of the sponsor stuff, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we 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 have to stay committed to our sponsors, and and he wanted to stay committed to some of his. So yeah, yeah. Um, it it just took different paths. Yeah, it seemed like it wasn't going to work out. Um, so RV comes to the team. He brings his mechanic from Pro Circuit, John Mitchell. You kind of go in house, huh? Didn't you go in house for a little bit? Yeah, I was doing stuff in here, and uh, you know, kind of just like overseeing the shop and stuff like that at the time. And and what went down with John and RV that you all of a sudden worked for RV? How did that happen? Um, um, like it was more of you know from what from my understanding, everyone yeah. has their own opinion on this one. Is uh, I mean, I don't think anything went down with with him and RV. I think it was more of a you know RV had some I mean struggles going on uh, internally with with family and, and stuff like that. And, he was uh, sick also, right? Wasn't he, some sort of, he was sick for a little bit, too, I think? He, well, he was sick, and, um, you know, he, all along, you know, his, his parents had been involved in this and that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, behind the scenes, we didn't know what was going on, but obviously, um, yeah. you know, working with his agent and, and this and that, he, he started separating himself from, um, you know, his, his family his, a little yeah. bit. And, and, and unfortunately... Uh, you know, RV wasn't the one, you know, finding out now, he wasn't the one that, that had John hired. It, w- it was more of um, his dad had him hired, and, oh, you know, see, his dad yeah. had hired Randy Lawrence as a trainer. Um, so they were they were kind of attached to that. So, you know, for him to kind of completely cut himself free um, and do this thing on his own to see if he can do it, you know, it, it kind of, right. you know, maybe it had to come from fish. 
you know, and, and looked that way. But right, it, right, officially, yeah. But it well, kind of, you know, it was it it wasn't anything personal towards anyone or anything. It just uh, he 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 wanted a, a clean start. You know, it wasn't going the way his 450 career was supposed to go. Um, so he he started searching a little bit. I mean, you, you saw that with how many trainers he went through, and yeah, and uh, you know. Fish basically told me. I mean, I didn't. It wasn't like I had a choice. It was like, get your tools out. Yeah. So, like, basically, you're in the shop one day, and yeah, Fish goes, "Hey, we're we're letting John go, and you are now Ryan Villapoto's mechanic." Well, he doesn't. He didn't tell us till after he did it. Oh, okay. So yeah. we, I was actually at a because I was kind of like you know I want to say a float or anything, but I was right. actually out testing with RV at Glen Helen uh-huh. uh, when we found out. And then you're so like, it was okay. like. Oh, by the way, you need to build a bike for Glen Helen and this and that. I was like, okay, right, right. You know what? I mean, what do I say? No. Yeah, no. You, yeah, you're an employee. You you have to do what they want you yeah. to do. Um, just like I had to go to supermoto testing with Doug Henry and Mark Burkhart out in Godforsaken the desert. Yeah, I'm just like, but but I don't want to go. Too bad. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, everyone. There's there's. You know, it's not my really, really my place either to, to like give you the, all the details. You know that I, I doubt it'll ever come out, but um, right. that's kind of kind of where it. Now it stemmed from, and and that's where it, where it's at. Now you worked for him at Seattle when he won. Yeah, John had that race off, and yeah. I worked for him at Seattle. <laughs> right, right. Um, John's uh, father passed away. So yeah, you fill in, and he wins, and John probably's on suicide watch at this point. No, no. He, I mean, it was okay. <laughs> I mean, um, just the, the the weird situation with that. You know, yeah, finally wins yeah. his first uh, first four fifty Supercross. Um, hey, uh, so. Another thing that's happened since you were there is uh, Fisher, Mike Fisher, uh, yep. being let go. That, well, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much you can say or how much, but to us, I don't know how outside, much I know. <laughs> well, us from the outside, it really was a surprise. Um, yeah, from the outside, it was. Yeah, like from 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 us, we're like, well, okay, like they're winning titles and they're winning championships, and Fisher's out, and Dan Fahey is in. It's just a little. Yeah, a little I mean, weird. I from. They, I don't think we were ever really told exactly why, and I don't. I don't think they're. Yeah. They they can tell us legally. Um, Did you get along with Fish? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. I always got along with Fish. Um, here's a, I don't know. I mean, he a, must. I think you know. Hearing now, I think he knew it was coming. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, so he very, I think he was just sitting upstairs waiting, <laughs> waiting for the day, and, and it came. You know. He's a very intense individual, Mike Fisher. Yeah, for right? sure. I mean, he had the passion, that's for oh, sure. Yeah, there was there were times where I would make a little joke, and he wouldn't really get it or whatever, and and then he was like kind He'd of mad. stare at you. Yeah, and you're <laughs> and you're like fish. No, no, no. Like, it, I'm just kidding. Like, it's all good. Don't don't hit me. You know, basically. Um, um, so yeah. So then Dan Fahey comes in, and what's Dan like to work with? I mean, he's Canadian, so right away he's awesome. Oh, from uh, where is he from? Uh, Saskatchewan? Oh, no, no, no. Where's no. that one that's far in the corner? Oh, he's from Nova Scotia, or yeah, Nova or Scotia. That's somewhere what it is. on the east coast. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's different for sure. I mean, he's probably the opposite of fish. He's he's quiet and mm-hmm. uh, doesn't say a lot and reserved. Doesn't like hockey. Um, doesn't like hockey. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 different for sure. Uh, how much longer do you see yourself being a mechanic? Um, I mean, if I, if I have my choice just until <laughs> Ryan's done, probably, Okay. I mean, I feel like I, I owe him at least that to, yeah. you know, to, to, to finish out with him. Do you want to, a lot of guys, um, you know, Tony Berluti was, has been over here a bunch and, and he's been doing it for God since 88. 
uh, with Tommy Watts. He's like, man, the travel really gets to you. Are you that way? Would, would you like yeah. to back off the road a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, I leave on Wednesdays and come home on Sundays, and then I'm in the shop Monday, Tuesday. So uh, yeah. I, I'd like to, to do a different position where I, where I can be on the Friday crew. Come in Friday, you show up at the track, the tent's already set up. and Yeah, yeah. You tear down on Saturday and you're back to the airport, you know, like that would be a way to, to tone it down and, and not be completely out of it, you know. Well, that's that's like, we, that's what I do now, right? And it's way easier. I, I take the last flight in Friday night, first flight out Sunday morning, and yes, I'm traveling still, but you just, when you're a mechanic and they're going in that day or two early, you really begin to notice it. You know, yeah, like, you go yeah. in Wednesday, and then you uh, usually, if I can, I work Wednesday night, you know, yeah. three four hours, and then and then you put in twelve hours the next day inside a semi all day, and then you're at the track all day Friday, all day Saturday, and then you know, depending on where you're flying from, you're traveling right. half of the day on Sunday. Um, do you have a do you have a favorite motocross nations? Uh, yeah, Bud's Creek because it was here. <laughs> Exactly. I didn't have to travel. Right, right. No, I mean those those races. I think, I mean, I think they're all good. The ones the ones overseas. I think the party is better. That's for sure. The oh, after yeah. party's crazy yeah. over there. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I I enjoy that race. I I've had a had a good time at all of them. Yeah. Um, do you feel more pressure at them? Uh no. It's no. it's uh it's different for sure because you just you don't have your own truck and your own. And, not in your own environment, but uh, it goes so quick that I, I mean, you don't you don't feel that pressure thing. It's just another race, you know. Yeah, well, you were able to do something with Tim Ferry that I was not. Oh yeah, you guys lost a few times, huh? Just once, just went once and lost. Yeah. Oh, just once. Just once. Um, and you, Ryan, was hurt last year, so you did not get to experience a loss. You're perfect at motocross nations. Um, I went with James too. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, in uh, England, yeah, England. Oh, yep. Yeah, when Timmy Ferry came through for the country. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and did you ever go for Grant? Did you ever go? For... Uh, no, no, I did not go for Grant because I left right at the in there. Okay, yeah, for not that. Um, and I don't think he went that year. Yeah, who knows? South Africa seems to be a little bit of a uh, of a disaster when it comes to getting a team ready to yeah. go. Uh, yeah, so maybe two years, two more years. Ryan's got on his contract, and we'll see from there. Uh, but you want to keep in the sport. You want to keep doing working, going yeah, to races, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I mean, I feel like, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of maxed out at this position. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for an, an, a new challenge. You know, something different. Do you look back and, and you think back to working for Mike Metzger and Dynamite Donald Upton, and you're like, wow, look at me, look how far. No, I, I mean, it's just it, it. It's happened so slow over 21 years now of doing this. Right. Thing. I mean, it's cool, though, like when I see, I just, you know, last year I was actually testing at RV's house in uh, Minifee and went to the Starbucks to grab a coffee, and Donald was there studying. Oh! You know, because he's a firefighter, ambulance, okay. all that stuff, and yeah. uh, he was studying. So I sit there and had a coffee with him and talked to him for a while. It's, it's good to see those guys. Right, right. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. hard. But, I mean, in one sense, is it, I mean, for me, like, different for you because you grew up in San Diego and you were around it, but for me, like this kid from Canada, I can't believe all the things I've done. And, and and I haven't done anything compared to you as terms of being a mechanic. I can't believe like uh, I got to go to Motocross Nations. Yes, we lost, and I can't believe oh, that yeah. we we I won Summer Cross. And it's just amazing for me to look back and be like, wow, I can't believe this. It's pretty cool because you know. Yeah, I, the weird ones I, to look back are like how many times I went to Bercy and 
and all those overseas races, stuff like that is like, uh, yeah, you know, because the stuff over here now is kind of routine now, you know. Right, right. But those ones, those ones kind of stand out. And Barcelona, and you know, Geneva, and the one in Holland, and those are those are cool ones. What do you uh, What do you offer? What's your piece of advice for mechanics or people who want to be a factory mechanic? Uh, I'm sure you get asked this question all the time. I know I did, and I still do, just because people can Twitter me and stuff. But uh, what 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 kind of piece of advice do you offer people? Um, um, I mean, it's, it, that's a, it's a difficult question because, uh, I think everyone's taken different routes to get here. I mean, there's guys that, that have, have done the MMI route and then there's guys that have hooked up with riders at amateurs. And then, I mean, there's even guys that, I mean, there's guys at the top level that probably really don't know that much that, cause they had a buddy got in, right, right, <laughs> not, not yeah. that they really deserved to have the job, but they had a buddy and yeah, yeah. their buddy got them in and you know, whatever. So, um, I mean, I think the best, the best way to do it is, is, you know, not, not necessarily an amateur guy, but I mean, if you already know how to work on bikes, if you can start out at a, you know, a guy that's trying to make mains or something like that and just, just do your best and, and keep trying, you know, I, I didn't, it's not like I, the first rider I had, we started winning main events or something, you know, right. I worked with, I, I was at Supercrosses with guys like Doug Parsons and Josh Tarantino that were trying to make night shows, you know, and, and stuff like that. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, successful right away. And be, it, it took it took a long time. And be prepared to work your balls off. A lot of people wouldn't work that, as hard as you you have to get. To get to uh, yeah, off, I know? mean, just it, it's a lot of work. I mean, right, right. If, if people knew how much you had to do during a week, I mean, it's it's basically. And if you want to be at the top, it's a seven seven day a week. Whether you're on the phone, yeah. you know, with your rider or the team or this or that, or you got to go into the shop. It, it's a constant. Constant job for sure. And there's a uh, there's a lot of not there's a lot of not so glamorous parts of the job. There's, there's more not so glamorous than than people, actually. Yeah, people know. see you holding the pit board, uh, dousing champagne. Uh, the other twenty three hours uh, sucked balls. Yeah, there's, there's the the moments are short. That's for sure. Right. Um. Oh. Um. Well, hey, hey, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. I kept you. Alrighty. I kept you longer than I said I would, but you got nothing going on. It's an off week. Um, uh, building RV a championship bike for Supercross. Oh, are you? Yeah, you you yeah. give you give them all his bikes. Um, yeah, yeah. So I we're we're on a break right now, so I'm trying to slam this one out to uh, now mark it off the list. Will it be real? Will it be the real deal? The bike? Yeah. Um, it's actually the bike that he raced. Um, he's not getting the ECU on it yeah. because they're they're they're, they're rare. very few, rare and. Um, yeah. But few few little internal engine parts, but uh, no. it's the it's the actual bike. I mean, all the tie, the wheels, the clamps, the the frame, the okay. right. um, yeah, yeah. you know, all the stuff. I mean, I I don't need it anymore. So right. Um, don't you just uh, as a factory guy, and you know, you worked for NCY, and I worked for Privateers. Just the stuff you throw out, you're like, oh man, oh man. Oh, it's tough. <laughs> I mean, if, if you, if, I mean, you you see stuff get crushed or brand new units and stuff. You know, yeah. That, Oh, it's it's painful, but uh, it's it's part of it. I mean, it's how they how they build their companies and work. Yeah, and yeah. Um. All right. Hey, Mike Williamson. Thank you for doing the BTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Thor MX. Man, I really appreciate it. I'm glad to get your story down, in recorded fashion. Finally, uh, we were able to talk. And uh, yeah, you've had a great career. And I got a feeling there's probably a few more titles in the future. Um. But I have a national win and a summer cross win. And you do, and you do not have a summer cross win, so nope. Um, so suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. All right, all right. See ya.
Grazie. This has been the BTOsports.com podcast show brought to you by RacerX. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Go Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX on the iTunes Store to enjoy these and many more great podcasts. You know I've got this day. You know I've got this man to be.